In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, meta-human destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings, there's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek! Oh, yeah. yeah. I've decided to ignore the uh, explosion. Maybe it'll just go away. It, it never goes away. I know like, it doesn't, because we pay paying attention to it. You can't open a show without a good explosion. Well, that is true. Usually, All so. right, I love the explosion. Come on, who am I kidding? <laughs> I know, you gotta love it. Hey, it's Loop. <laughs> and Larry. And this is Guardians of Geek, and thank you for joining us once again. We, uh... Take a look at the latest news, and of course we go in the pop capacitor. It's all happening in one show. I can't believe we can power pack it. Usually all that's like four or five shows. Yeah, but for, we compress for any, it for anyone else. Four or five shows. That's right. We are so talented. We are so. <laughs> we have this down so tight, so precise yeah, that we, we can, can get put it all into, into one. one show. <laughs> it's a twelve-hour show, but we get it all into one. We'll get it into one. So how have you been? <laughs> I've been doing well. I've been doing well. I uh, I did a little uh, movie theatering this weekend. Oh, nice. That's what nice. it's called when you go to the movies. Movie theatering. <laughs> I also haven't been. To a movie in a while. I've been kind of sick, so you might yeah. hear it in my voice. It sounds like a bag of nails. That's true. Um, the, I had like I have a bit of a chest infection. It's almost gone, but it's like. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to be movie theatering with a with a nasty cough. No, and no. nothing better in a podcast with someone that's like, yeah, okay. That's uh, true. <laughs> I, saw a movie, I saw a movie the other day. We're, we're very impressed that you're actually here today. Yeah, I, so. I can. I'll make it when it comes to geek news. That's right. Yeah, no um, so, what movies right. did you go see? I went to see the new Child's Play. Oh, okay. I I, I, this one interests me. I just. I don't know where it kind of stands. Okay, so okay, so here, here here was my thought originally. I'm a huge fan of Child's Play of the, of the whole franchise. Yes, loved the originals when they came out. The first three are still my favorites, even though the first one is really the only good one. Uh, but I, I just think they're fun, and I, and I, it's a it's a neat take on horror and that sort of thing. So when they when I heard that they were rebooting it, I was kind of excited. I thought, hey, this is this is neat. You know, with technology now and the way horror movies are going, I thought this is going to be terrific. So I, I've been really excited to go see this thing. So for, for those who don't know, and I, I won't spoil much of it, but it's a totally different take on Child's Play. So Chucky, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in sort of in the trailers. Chucky is no longer a serial killer. He's a he's a like a uh, like an Alexa, an environmentalist who has uh, <laughs> <laughs> gone out to save the planet. Uh, but he yeah, so he's more of a, a technology gone wrong kind of okay. situation now. Um, so, so I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I, I was really, and the verdict is yeah. thumbs up. Okay. Thumbs up. I quite he looks it. different too, right? He, yeah. He's well, he's different. now a buddy doll. That, that's the brand, the, the brand of doll. So it's a buddy doll. So they were, they could get away with making them look a little different. Plus technology has changed a little bit. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I, I think if they were going to reboot it, this was the best way to go. It's modern. It's a modern take on it. So it's mm -hmm. not, it's all about technology and you know, it plays on that whole fear of our phones listening to us and, you know. Black um, Mirror-ish. It totally is. Okay. That's exactly what I thought when I came out. I thought if Black Mirror was going to do an episode with a, a killer doll, this is exactly the thing. Okay, that all right. I like, I'm liking so, where that's going. Yeah, so it's very much like uh, an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, I'm a big Black Mirror fan. You are so. a Black Mirror. So this, I think I think you'd really like it. I mean, it's got its cheesy moments. Yeah. And, you know, but the thing is that whole franchise does. Yeah. So, like, every movie, every you movie. expect a bit of that in there that's for sure. That's right. But, uh, but I really, I really think that they did a good job in, in giving it a modern twist, and it's. I, I thought it. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, I laughed. I. I mean, I. It's not like terrifyingly scary because you know it's a doll with a 
knife and you know yeah. <laughs> but I, I it's it's just a lot of fun it really they did they did a great job it won't be the best horror movie you see all year but it's definitely worth going out and uh and taking a look at it i'm gonna bring a new thing into the show called a t or d oh yes is it a theater or is it a digital oh a t or d this one is hmm like could what? you get away with waiting till it comes on to like a streaming service or do, do you do you need to rush out and see this at the theater uh you know what i, I honestly think that you're going to enjoy it more in the theater yeah because if you watch it at home on a digital streaming service or something like that it's you're not going to have that big scale impact right and it may not be quite as good okay okay <laughs> so, I understand. you yeah. know so i think you know i mean you don't need to rush out to see it but yeah. I, I i think it's a better time in the theater this one okay yeah all right it's I'll a definite t for me okay <laughs> i'll try to check that most movies are better in the theater but true there true. are some i'm like you could have probably see, wait to video on yeah. It. yeah no you you go out to the theater yeah. on this one. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome and how about you how what do you I've, I've been buying more pop figures. What? I am so addicted to these stupid things. And I keep saying, okay, I'm only going to collect ones in this genre or this genre. And they keep just releasing these weird ones. And they just released all the Ghostbusters. Oh, and I think I posted it on Loop and Larry. I think it might be on our Instagram. Yep. And um, the uh, I went out and bought the whole set. Of course. Because the thing is, when you go to see these things, and I don't know if, if you're a pop figure collector like I am. Um, <laughs> Nobody's a pop figure collector like, like you are. Actually. Well, there probably is, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Maybe. But um, the, when you see them, if you see a whole set, you just should buy the whole set. Yeah. Because what happens, then you got to start hunting for that last one. So when I saw all the Ghostbusters, I'm like, I just, I just bought them all. And they were right? all individual. Like, it wasn't a pack. No, no, they were just all individual. That's oh. like when I saw the, like, I'm a big fan of Voltron. And when they had the, they put out the Voltron ones, I saw all six. And I'm like, I just bought the whole set. Right. Because, like. I, I have Queen, and I had to go searching for Brian May right? because <laughs> I couldn't get, like, I didn't have the whole set. But have I, you found Brian? I have. He's, oh, he's now. Cool. I've got everyone, the entire Queen is okay, in, in my possession now. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, but yeah. So it's like so I bought the whole thing. But they look good. Like they, yeah. they're really cool looking pops. So they are actually pretty cool. They are so cool. and what I do is I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I try to put them like I have uh, big movie shelves. Mm -hmm. So I put them with the movies, like in the range of the movies that they're That's that they cool. represent. So if you look at the my movie shelf, you go okay, Ghostbusters must be. In that area because they're there. So yeah, it's like, that's a, awesome. it's cool. It's you've got like a like a mini uh, comic book store in your house. It's kind of like that. There's <laughs> yeah. two others that I'm like I'm debating on. I do not need these at all. Uh, okay, which ones? <laughs> it's like Fred Sanford and Lamont. Um, they, like, they literally yeah, kind of do need those. I kind of do. I you do. I need them. <laughs> they may end up in my collection. No, they I'm will. Like, I'm like, why are these out? Like, it's such a weird. Like, who? Like is like that would collect pops now. Yeah. I guess maybe in my age group if they do, but um, that That's would like, remember Samford and Son. Seriously, it's like having a Trapper John MD. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a weird. Like I, they have a Jefferson's ones too, but I'm like, it's just an oddball yeah, series to make pops of. Like I'm is, like I'm like Samford and Son. Like that's so bizarre yeah. that I almost need to own it. You no, I think you really do because it is so odd. It's so like off key. I think you kind of need to pick those up. You're gonna be the only one to only only one who owns them. They might so. be they might be one of ones. They might. Like, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna be sad if you don't collect these and you can't find them again. I will get them. <laughs> well, let's head into news. Oh, I see the intro coming right now. Happening right now, we're watching several stories around the world. Nothing's riding on this except freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country. No more paranoid on-air rants about the supernatural. <laughs> Here's what's making news. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> By the way, I just want to mention that Larry produced all these little openers and stuff. They all sound amazing. Yay! 
Hey, I oh, love thanks. I love them. They're great. Right. <laughs> They're funny. They still make me laugh. Okay, there you go. Um, okay, so news. We got some news. We don't have a lot of news this week, but the news that we have is really good. Okay, let's get okay, so we'll, on. We'll just jump right into the movie news. Uh, starting right at the top, we've got uh, Jordan Peele. We've I think we've talked about this before. He's rebooting the Candyman horror movie yeah. franchise, yeah. rebooting it, and that he's now released a little bit of uh, information about the content and the and the sort of the sort of plot details is not so much plot but content of this and apparently this is going to be the the theme of this movie is going to be toxic fandom oh that's interesting which is really interesting and i it, it i was wondering how long it was going to take before somebody addressed this because mm-hmm. we've talked about this on on the show before how fans have just like gone over the top with their demands and how entitled a lot of fans have become with you know different shows Game of Thrones Star Wars right everything there's a petition if there's a petition you can come up with some fan has come up with it to try to change something about it, things they like and these are fans that could in no way ever write a movie exactly like, they have no skill to do so yeah. and they're just their ideas people and they just think that they they know what what's going on exactly right? and they think that they deserve to have the kind of entertainment they want, not yeah. the kind that people want to make, but the kind that they want. So apparently, Jordan Peele is addressing this issue in Candyman with the uh, the toxic fandom. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually really intrigued by how that's going to go down. I don't, I mean, and in a horror setting, who knows what what he could do with that? So I think that's interesting, and maybe it will teach a pe- some people some people thing or two. Anything in a in a large group, like I find this if I if I. Go into any sort of situation where there's a large group of something like like an old age home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why you get, would you like, be going there? I don't know, but it's like you know what I mean. Like anything in a large group, like like that could be riotous. Like yes. like a, a like I remember going to Fan Expo once, and they closed down the escalators. Oh yes, because I don't remember this story yeah. because because they uh, they're over capacity. Yeah, and people were. I was at the front of like the, the line. They're only letting people up once in a while, and people were getting so mad. It was becoming like almost like a riot of people. Yeah, like, I it's remember like, guys, you, like settle down. Yeah, like, you, you felt like nervous. I was nervous because they yeah. started pushing, and they, like you know when the, the crowd starts to sway because people yeah. are pushing and that people are yelling things, and I'm like, this is scary. Uh, like, yeah, this is, I mean, like, frightening. And, and in real life, they're just looking for their new pop vinyl. Yes, like, it's not, yes, this is not urgent, people. No, not that this is urgent. Just like <laughs> no. just. Go and enjoy things and, and calm down a little yeah. bit. I mean, it's good to have an opinion, of course. Well, but, yeah, and everybody's but it's allowed like, their opinion. But, but it, when, it, when it comes down to it, the way it's done is the way it's done, and yeah. whether you accept it or not, but at least you can have, you know. Exactly, move on. And there's always going to be something in the past that you can, like, cling on to that you'll still enjoy, like, if, if that's the way it goes. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I think this is going to be interesting. Perfect. Um, so speaking of uh, horror, we're, we're doing a lot of horror talk this, this episode. Uh, the new trailer for the Shining sequel, Dr. Sleep came uh, came out a little bit ago. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen this. I yet. have not seen that. It. I was so excited. The Shining is in my top five movies of all time. I've yeah. seen it. I, I more. Yeah, than, you're a big Shining oh, fan. Love the Shining. I've seen it does probably a couple of dozen times at least. Yeah. Um, and I have purposely not read. So Doctor Sleep was actually written by Stephen King as a follow-up, a sequel to The Shining. Um, and it is it is now about Danny Torrance, a little boy from The Shining, is now grown up, and he's an adult, and dealing with his trauma from his childhood and his father, and now he's an alcoholic, and it goes from there. Yeah. Um, it was actually written by Stephen King and his son, um, Joe Hill, uh, and it was written as a book. So I purposely didn't read the book because I assumed that they were going to be making a movie of this. I didn't see how they could possibly not. And I didn't want the movie to be spoiled. So 
Now I'm very excited. So the trailer has dropped, and what's most interesting to me about this trailer is when The Shining came out in 1980, Stephen King um, railed against it. He did not like this movie at all because it deviated from his book so much that he, he felt like it was an abomination. So he did right. not. He, he enjoyed the miniseries more, right? Well, yeah, and he produced the miniseries, okay. the one for TV. Well, that's why he liked it more. That's why he liked it more, yeah. And it was it was pretty close to the book because I read the book and the miniseries was pretty close. I prefer the movie. But anyway, uh, what's interesting is that this movie, the trailer for the movie has several scenes from the Shining, from the original movie. Oh, yeah. So Danny Torrance goes back to the Overlook Hotel, and you see these scenes that Stanley Kubrick designed in the original movie. So he's now, Stephen King has now sort of, you know, given the okay to include scenes as opposed to just sort of breaking away from the original yeah. movie and creating something entirely new. They've embraced the original 1980 movie and made it into, like, as part of this new one. So I'm doubly excited about it. So that's pretty. That's pretty neat. So well, the thing is, no one remembers the miniseries. Or, or, or like, if, if you're going from that, people yes. only really remember the the original movie. Exactly. And I actually have a, a DVD copy of the miniseries, <laughs> which I've watched a couple times. It's not that good. And hopefully, the kid that actually played him isn't in it. Because remember, didn't we see him somewhere and he couldn't remember anything that happened on the set? Yeah the the kid the kid from 1980. Yeah. The, yeah. Danny Torrance. We we met him at uh, a fan expo, and I was of course very excited to meet Danny Torrance. And he was, I think. T- uh, six yeah. at the time, and so we were asking him all these questions about what the set was like, and almost every answer was, "Yeah, I don't remember." And, and why know. would he? Like, it's like so. <laughs> he was six. Like, it's just it was so long ago. Like, why would yeah. you remember any of that? Like, exactly. I mean, so, it'd be obviously images you'd remember, but yeah, yeah but funny. not not too much. But anyway, it was still neat to meet him. <laughs> so that's happening. Uh, moving on, uh, Quentin Tarantino apparently has written a script for a new Star Trek movie. What? What so is up weird. With that? And it is an R-rated Star Trek movie. Okay. I don't know. I don't understand it. And there is a what the quote is there is a very big possibility that he will direct. I, I cannot fathom what that would look like. It's so weird. Like I, is, is it like based on like the original or is it like a sort of its I own thing or I, I don't know any of the details. This is this is what I've gotten so far. This is what the industry has told me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know much more than this. Via, via fan sites. Exactly. <laughs> so as soon as the fans tell me more, I'll tell yeah, you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek movie. That's bizarre to me. But apparently it's happening, right. and it's R-rated. I feel, I feel like it'd be some weird, twi- weird twist on it or something. I, I like. think so, yeah, exactly. It'll be a revenge movie of some sort. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, there is has been an, an announcement that a new Hunger Games prequel novel is coming out in 2020, uh, which I don't think is very surprising at all. In fact, I remember when the last movie ended, thinking to myself, I'm, I am quite certain that at some point they will reboot this series and make it about the early years. Yeah. And now they have. So it's, uh, it's, coming out, it's, it's coming out in 2020. Like I said, it takes place 64 years before the first book, and it deals with um, the time just after the war and during the reconstruction of Pen M. And apparently those are called the Dark Days. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's, so that's where it is. So it's, it's not going to include any of the characters from the original Hunger Games. It'll be all new. Sounds like it's going to be, I mean, as dark as the Hunger Games were, and they were pretty dark, it sounds like this is going to be even darker. <laughs> um, so, And, of course, Lionsgate is eyeing the movie rights. So yeah, there will be another at least th- three or four Hunger oh, Games movies for coming. For sure there will, yeah. yeah. It might be a couple of years, but they're coming. So there's that. Uh, Pixar. We, we've been talking a lot about Pixar because Pixar is one of uh, Loop's favorite 
Yeah, I, I love a good Pixar love movie. Good um, Pixar yes. Movies, yeah. So yeah, okay, go on. Okay, so we talked about um, Onward. Onward is the next uh, movie that's coming out yeah. in 2020. But then they've announced a, a, a movie to, that will follow that one. That one is called Soul, okay. and it's directed by Peter Doctor, who also directed Up and Inside Out. All right, I'm and, out. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I walked out of I walked out of up. What? I saw I saw the first half of it and I hated it so much. I And you got up and left? I got up. I got in a balloon and I just was out of there. Really? I, yeah. Okay, but have you seen Inside Out? No. Oh. It looks no. It is so good. It is so I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it forget the fact that it's animated. It is one of the best movies that came out that year, whatever year that was that it came out. It is so good. Uh, whatever. So good. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to fight about this later. <laughs> uh, so this one is called Soul, and it's it's a, essentially, I guess, a cosmic journey into what makes you, you, which sounds very much like a follow-up to Inside Out. Yeah. Um, but And if it is, I'm all in because Inside Out was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'd love to put all the clips of you saying this is the best movie I've ever seen together. <laughs> Because it's probably That'd something a, you'll wish you never saw. Yeah, that would be that a about. long, a long clip. Yeah, show wait, right actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Uh, of, the Avengers. Yes. What do you? Know uh, they're re-releasing it to the theaters again, and uh, with some extra material. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's anything really like there's. It's some of it's new, but it's like. But it's I, all post credits. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're because uh, I, I think they want to hit the Avatar mark yes. because they haven't quite reached Avatar yet, which yep. I thought they did, but no, I, they're fifty million dollars short. Yeah, they're gonna make it. Uh, Hundred percent. Because I'm gonna go see it again with, of course. The, only because there's a few extra things in it. But, yeah. Um. So apparently there's like a deleted scene, a possible tribute to Stan Lee, a few surprises is yeah. what they said. Yeah. Um. But uh, there might be an intro by the Russos in oh. it. Um. A scene involving the Hulk. Uh, people want to see the Morgan Stark scene. Apparently there's a scene they shot with like the, um Tony's daughter, but she was older. Oh really? And and it was in that kind of you know where. Um, Thanos is walking around with his daughter, and it was that kind of like weird, like yeah, orange, yeah, that yeah, other world. Yeah, so yeah. it was supposed to be that, and those two meet up, like like in she she meets him years later oh, in really? that, like sort of. But that, but it, apparently they tested it, and it was so weird, people didn't understand what was going on. Oh, okay. So they got rid of it, but it might appear on the Blu-ray, but not in the movie itself. Uh, apparently, it's a Hulk, some sort of Hulk scene. The the deleted scene. The deleted scene. Oh, really? It has to do with the Hulk. Oh, interesting. Um, and then there's a preview for the Spider-Man as well. Oh, is that what the? Is, I was, that's that the, was yeah, that's gonna be. Be in there oh, okay. as well, so I mean, it's nothing like groundbreaking, I right. guess. But I mean, well, but I mean, the tribute to Stan Lee might in itself be worth it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, to but the the only issue is that apparently it's all after the credits, so you're going to see the same movie that you've seen and watch then, the credits yeah. and then stay for another ten minutes afterwards to watch whatever. I don't know. How I long read the be. other day. Where was it? I, I don't have the stats on me, but there was a guy in the states that watched endgame like something like a thousand times or something it was some ridiculous what? amount of times he was trying to go for the guinness book of world records he's basically seeing it like twice a day or three times a day or something i don't <laughs> understand that no it's like i loved it but i mean not I, three I, times a day's worth no but. i i can honestly say as much as i love all the movies i see and i love them all I've never seen any of them that many times. I feel like it's just someone that worked at the theater that's pulling double shifts. Yes. And sneaking into the show. I, yeah. I this is weird. Like, yeah. And he says, oh, i got to clean up uh, yeah. like row five again. He's just again. in the back and creepily then... with a mop, yep. like watching the movie. Like, <laughs> Wow, that's bizarre. Well, now he's going to have a whole new reason to go back. Yeah, well, I guess. Mm, there you go. Fair enough. All right. Uh, one more piece of movie news, and this is a sad one for me. Uh, Mark Hamill has 
announced that he plans to retire after Rise of Skywalker, which, by the way, in Japan is called Dawn of Skywalker. I kind of like that name is, almost better. I, know, I do, too, yeah, actually. It's actually Dawn kind of, of cool. Yeah, I, I kind of prefer that. So he's retiring as an actor? No, no, he's retiring from the Star Wars Star franchise. Wars, yeah. well, which, which makes sense to I me. Thought he already, well, I know he was going to be in this in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but, well, we know he's in it because he's yeah. in it. Because I've heard rumors he might not be dead. Oh, really? I've heard, like, I've, these are rumors that, like, but of course, these are just people... Trolling, yeah, <laughs> through their these, buttocks. These are all, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but I've heard that he's like he might not be dead or he might know. be disappearing as a ghost. There's all yeah, sorts of theories, something. right? But he'll definitely be back in it. Yeah. Uh, but so you know, it, it was kind of it was hard to sort of hear that because it puts you know a closure on the on this chapter, and it's like, oh, it's kind of sad. But in reality, where else would he have gone in Star Wars? Like yeah. this is the end of the Star Wars saga. Yeah, I mean, needs, of the he, Skywalker saga. Yeah, he like needs how, to end. That. Like it needs to end. With yeah, him. where where else would they put him? I don't. I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, I guess it's it's official. He, right. he this will be his last Star Wars movie because that's that will literally be his last <laughs> Star Wars movie. <laughs> uh, so moving on to TV news, we really only have one piece of TV news this this time around, but it's kind of an interesting one. Apparently. Steven Spielberg is working on a, quote, super scary show for a streaming service called Quibi. Now, you may not. <laughs> How many streaming right services now, do we need? Okay, I don't know. I thought you were cringing at the name. Well, that's too. It's like... <laughs> I knew you'd love that Quibi. Anyway, for those of you who are not familiar with Quibi. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about Quibi. No. Oh, okay. It's So it's going to be a streaming service that's exclusive to mobile devices, okay. which is kind of interesting. Nobody's done that before. It's usually, sometimes it's mobile first and then they move on, like, yeah. you know, Prime or whatever. But this is going to be only for mobile devices and it's for short form entertainment. So it's not full programs, but it's short form entertainment. For example, they said... They will post like a two-hour show or a two-hour series, but they'll only be posting chunks of it, like seven to ten-minute chunks at a time. So instead of watching a whole two-hour thing right. at once, you're just watching short bits of it. So that's kind of interesting. It's coming in April uh, of 2020, and it's and it's um, being run by uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's partners with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Anyway, so the the interesting thing. So that was the. That was the original as, as, Quibi. As, on a side note, have, have we, has our attention span gotten so yes. <laughs> bad now that we can't watch anything for more than like seven to ten? Apparently I know, not. I know. With both of us have kids around the same age, like yes. around fifteen or whatever. Yep. So, um, the I know that's how they watch. They, it's they, true. Like my son will watch movies and watch shows like at his age, but my other son is like thirteen and he's like only really watches YouTube videos. Yep. And it, it's such a weird for me. It's just so weird. I feel like. They're missing out on something, but maybe we are. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't want to discount YouTube at all because yeah. it's like it does have a lot of cool stuff on it, but it just it's weird. It, it just, is. It's weird because how we grew up compared to, but yes, and it and it is hard when you're when we're trying to watch a movie with them and they're on their second device watching something else at the same time. At the same time, <laughs> yeah. I know. That's so like... this isn't going to help. No. <laughs> but anyway, so here's so I, I needed to give you a little bit of background on Quibi because you needed to know what Quibi was in order to understand. Don't this. say Quibi uh, ever wait, again. Wait, it's just called Quibi. It what do you like want? a character in a Pixar movie. <laughs> Hey, it's Quibi. <laughs> no, it's not Quibi. Oh, all right. All right, go on. So this, we'll refer to it as the streaming service. So the streaming service, so Steven Spielberg is going to create this super scary show, but he said it's so scary that he really wants people to only watch it at midnight, which is kind of interesting because it's that's the scary time, yeah, right? Yeah. So 
what apparently what they're going to do is try to build some sort of a timer or clock into this mobile streaming service that will literally only allow Lock people it out. to watch this show at midnight, <laughs> which is nobody's ever done that before. So that's a I think that's kind of a cool idea if if you could do that sort of thing. So yeah, you know, I mean, if that works, then who's to say that Netflix couldn't put up a special that will run for one hour. You know, between nine and ten yeah, on this day. Yeah, because they just lock out the time. You can only watch it. Between, yeah, it just unlocks during certain. Exactly, times. and that could draw people back into like event programming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in the old days, where you know, if there was some special on TV, you had to watch it. Like before the days of PVRs. Yeah, you had to watch it when it aired because you had no other choice. And so everybody did. Everybody was at home watching whatever it was that was on, and they could go back to that on streaming services. Yeah. So any you know major event that they want people will be yeah. able to tune in to watch this you know premiere of this movie or whatever it is I that's pretty that's, cool that's cool yeah, idea. i think that's a neat idea so we'll see how that goes but anyway spielberg's in the game He's in, the, <laughs> in game. the game uh one other piece of news this week and it is from the comic book world uh our all of our favorite directors uh all of our our director's favorite how I don't know what I'm saying there. But anyway, J.J. Abrams <laughs> and his 20-year-old son, Henry, um, are working on co-writing a new five-issue uh, series uh, for, of Spider-Man comics. Um, and they're going to be released later this year. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not, I, I didn't realize J.J. Abrams was a Spider-Man fan. Apparently, but apparently he is. So there, there's going to be, in your local comic book store later this year, a five-issue run of Spider-Man by J.J. Abrams. It'll be interesting to see if this falls into the timeline because I find it interesting for comic writers because they have to always, like if someone like loses an arm or something, they have to have an arm, not, like they don't have to have an arm in another comic, right? Like, That's right. Whether it's X-Men or Avengers or whatever. So everything, or they change their costume, like their costume will change eventually in the other comics as well. So it'll yeah. be interesting just to see if this fits in or if it's just a separate sort of story. Yeah, like a standalone sort of in the multiverse kind yeah. of story. Yeah, I'm not really sure I, I how it's going to. There's yeah. already, I think, three Spider-Man comics running right now, like separate really? Spider-Man series. I think two regular Spider-Man, and then there's a Superior Spider-Man, I believe. So. Okay, well, now there will be another one. Yeah, there you yeah, go, the J.J. Abrams. The J.J. Abrams. All of our favorite directors. No, no, all of our directors. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> Which is available as a pop figure, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, you should get him. I would get him. Yeah. Because he's all of our favorite directors. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So there we go. Why don't, uh, I think we finished up the news. Why don't all we right. go take a walk? Let's go take a walk. Over. Right. Dust off the old car here. <laughs> miles I know you're not feeling well, so I'll just do all the running this time. Okay. okay. I'm not sure if that's even running. It's more like a shuffle. It really is. It's kind of a quick jaunt. It's like a jaunt. <laughs> so in the Bob Capacitor, every week we take a look at something. Like it could be an old TV show. It could be like a toy. It could be like a, a movie. We look at something and we kind of re-review it. Yes. Um, and we take a look back. And today we're going to look at a little movie um, called The Wicker Man. Yes. And we're, and we're doing that. Let me just set this up. Doing that because uh, in July... Ari Aster, who who directed Hereditary, his follow-up movie called Midsummer is coming out, and Midsummer takes a lot of inspiration from The Wicker Man, and this is what The Wicker Man's like. I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul, freeze thy young blood. I am here to investigate the disappearance of a young girl. 
Where is Rowan Morrison? If Rowan Morrison existed, we would know. I suspect murder. But Sergeant, I've already told... In the name of God, woman, what kind of mother are you that can stand by and see your own child slaughtered? You are the fool, Mr. Howard. Where is Rowan Morrison? Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. So dramatic. Goodness. Creepy goodness. The uh, I love how they roll their R's not Ronan Ronan Morrison. Ronan 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 Morrison. This movie. I, so okay, I got to give you a little bit of background yeah. on, on how, how I came to find this movie. Okay. So back in the olden days, Loop and I used to spend a lot of time on New Release Tuesdays <laughs> going to Best Buy and and Future Shop, which was, existed back then, to buy up all the new releases and to find new DVDs. And we did that every week for years. This was just a thing that we did. Yes. So one day we were in there and this movie appeared on the shelf called Wicker Man. And I had never seen it before. I'd sort of heard of it and something. I never had seen it. So, But the packaging on this DVD was made of wood. And the the Wicker Man wording and the logo was burned into the wood, like yes. actually burned into the wood. And I was like, I don't care what this movie is like. That packaging is so cool. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy this thing. <laughs> and so I bought it sight unseen. And that's how I came into this movie. And that was, I think, in 2004 or 2005. So it was quite, it was, you know, a while back. Anyway, that was and so I thought, well, I should probably watch it. And, <laughs> and so I did. And I loved it. Yeah, I feel like I maybe have seen the movie before you had seen you, it. You I, had, yes. Yeah. So the um it's so good. Like it's yeah. like so this movie came out in nineteen seventy three and it's a British horror film, but I watched a documentary after that's on my version. I don't know if you watched it or not, no. but um the uh, it's got Eli Roth and things talking oh, about yes, people's yes. Like, Sorry, but, I have seen that. But but the uh, part of the thing they were saying is it doesn't fit into a it fits into a lot of categories. Yes. Because it's, it's a murder mystery. It's kind of a horror. It's almost a musical at times. Yeah. There's a lot of singing in this movie. Yes. Um, but it fits in, like, the singing. It's not like they break out singing about what's going on. They no. kind of have these just, like, songs that, like, these sort of folktale songs and yes. things. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of cool in that way. But it's the thing with this movie I find. So it's, it's basically, let's give the quick plot lines about this police officer who goes to this island because he gets a note about this missing, someone writes him a note about a girl went missing. So right. he's just there to investigate it. The island is like, he had to take a plane to get to it. It's sort of secluded, but he finds out quickly something's weird about this island. Something's not quite right about the people on it. Yes. And he's very religious, very straight laced. And then you eventually find out that it's pagan. Like yes. it's a very pagan ritual type island and it is weird. Yeah. And the, like, like Luke said, they, he flew in and he had to land. It was like a uh, uh, water plane. Like he, the, this place is not connected to land. It's yes. literally an island, completely separate. But it's a beautiful little town, and it looks like a normal little town. Yeah. And so for the first little while, you're watching this, and it seems like a totally ordinary village. Um, the people are very kind and very, you know, nice, yeah. nice to him and welcoming, and uh, you know, they seem to all be very nice people, but. Slowly, you start to realize that there's something very odd about this place. Something pretty sinister about yes. it. Like it's just, and there's little like, uh, I watched a, an interview with the director. He said that there's like little um, sort of hints that are like buried right in front of you. Yes. Like it's like that there's something not quite right here, and you're like, well, that's strange. There's a lot of like parts where you're like, that's kind of strange. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but this movie builds really nicely. But what I love about this movie is it's so 
raw looking and yeah. so realistic kind of feeling yes um without being cheesy that it's just so cool yeah it is it is it's very like this was it is classified as a horror movie um but it's first of all it takes place all in the daylight which horror movies generally don't yeah there's not really a lot of night scenes in no it. they're they're really not so it's all bright daylight and bright and sunny and like i said this little town is quite quaint and pretty and and looks it's so, like an old-timey sort of like british town yes. or, or like a like a scottish town Sc- or yeah something. a yeah. scottish town um and so it looks very it looks very nice and it looks totally real like it looks the people are behaving normally and yeah it looks real and people act normally and it though, just, though the people do act a little a, a little bit weird a little bit strange like, like a little standoffish a little, a little bit, bit like and a little bit too nice yeah yeah a little bit too too kind and you know that sort of thing but yes it feels real like the performance uh by um edward Woodward, who plays the police officer, is very harsh. Like he is a very harsh police officer, very by the law, very religious man, and does not like people messing with him. Yeah, he's not. He's not one for like kind of like someone being like a jokester. Yes, like he doesn't like like it's like he he asks a question, he wants a direct answer from you. Yeah. So his character is interesting too because he's almost unlikable. Yeah. In a way, because he's very by the book. Yes. And very like no patience with people. No, like it's like, but the the thing is, the people don't really give up information that he wants. No yes. one's direct to him, and yes. I think it, it get it, he gets more as the story goes on. He gets more and more irritated with them, right? Yeah, like, because this is, I mean, it should be a very simple case. This girl's gone missing. There's going to be people in town who know who she is and will give him, you know, some information about her, but. Everybody claims to not have ever seen her before, even though he has a picture. No, we've never heard of her. But he finds clues about the fact that she lives there, that she goes to the school, yet all their schoolmates claim that they don't know her. Yeah. But it's just there there are a lot of people lying to him. And yeah. he he sees right through it because he's a he's a uh, police officer and it just doesn't sit well with him. And so he gets angry and it and and uptight and stressed and you do too uh, watching him because yeah. it's just feels like something is wrong. Like, why won't these people be forthright with him? Yeah. You know, so it builds a lot of tension. And, and then you realize, way. like, the whole town is kind of together. Yes. Like, they're, they're all, like, but it, there's a cool twist at the end, which, I mean, the movie's been out for. I know. Oh, is it? Well, how is long it, is it before you can 40, spoil? Is 40 years too long to spoil yeah, a movie? I, I don't so know. So it ends up that they are the ones that wrote the letter to him because they want to sacrifice him because he's actually a virgin. Yes. Um, a male virgin, which is, like, rare yep. and so they want they bring him to the island but they they set it all up the girls never was dead that's or right. missing and they but they but people acted like she kind of was and and they they let him on yes. essentially so it's yeah it's a very elaborate plot it's a I really elaborate when plot. he could have just came there they could have put a net on him and done yeah, it like i thought <laughs> nope. you know that was the only the only plot, plot twist i thought that's right well was, no except that because i was thinking about this after i re-watched it they so he had to be a few things he had to be king for a day he had to be a fool he had to be a, oh, and a right. virgin. There was a bunch of things, so, so they had to lead him into those things. Yeah, so they had to um, make him sort of the center of attention for a day uh, so that he'd technically be king for a day. They had this parade, this sort of pagan parade, um, in which one of the townspeople always per- is portrayed as a fool, like dressed in a joker's outfit. So they managed to, I won't give all the details, managed to arrange that he'd be wearing the joker's outfit so yeah. that he became the fool. Um, he, he did uh, uh, admit to them that he was a virgin. He was engaged, but he was still a virgin. They tempted him a couple of times through the, yeah. you know, but he didn't fall, he didn't succumb to their temptations, which proved that he was 
like the right person, the right person. So it was it's very <laughs> elaborate it, this scheme, but you don't see it coming. Like yeah. you don't because there's like there's little hints that like their their apples are like is it, they they supply apples like they they grow apples in, in orchards and stuff. Yeah, and they they're not producing. And That's so because right. there's even like I remember it like after when they because I hadn't watched it in a while, so I forgot kind of that part of it. And there's a part where it shows the boat and there's like a bunch of empty apple boxes. Yes, like there's a few times like that where you see empty sort of like half maybe one apple in it or whatever and kind of showing that they don't have a lot of them yeah because he even says at one point don't you i thought you guys produce fruit here or something and, yes and, and well and they, he was eating at the restaurant and he yeah. ordered their pie uh because he knew that their produce was and so he got the pie but it turned out that the fruit was canned and he found that out and that didn't make any sense to him but at that point in the movie we don't know that that's anything it's just yeah. oh they gave him canned fruit so there are <coughs> excuse me there are clues all yeah. the way along, so it's got really good rewatchability. So once you know the the how the whole thing plays out, you can go back and go, oh my gosh, the answers were right here, like we yeah. saw them coming. And there's a couple, you know, the horror factors. You're probably like, this just sounds like a murder mystery from on the, it on does. the BBC, and, and that's what it was but, yeah. for, for a while. But the uh, the yeah. creepy part is that it's because it's pagan. There's a lot of like weird sort of like pagan sort of like ritual ritual stuff. Yeah. There's he'll he's like walking, he sees like a naked woman like straddling a like a gravestone like this weird yes. these weird things are going all these boys in class like singing and going around this maypole like like it's just weird like these weird bizarre scenes that were but they're so well done and it's so creepy yeah. like and, I, i'm and, sorry i love the scene where he's, he's running through town at one point chasing this guy that's in this sort of like horse costume or something that has this like <laughs> clicking sort of like horse head and yes. it's like so creepy it's like <laughs> And yeah. he hears it, and then everywhere he goes, it's like kind of down like a like a, a walkway. And then he runs down there, and then it's behind him, and it's like yeah. so cool. It's it's really well like it's really neat, and it's and it is all sort of these pagan rituals. And I was I was watching an interview with the filmmakers, and they were talking about how the ritual of the the Wicker Man itself, and the Wicker Man we should say because we've already we're, we're already spoiling this movie. So if you don't want to know, and, and this else, is a cool twist at the end. This is a cool twist. Uh, the the Wicker Man is this massive, probably forty foot tall, like man, like male structure, like a like a sculpture made out of wicker. Yeah, and it's hollow inside. And the the whole the whole premise of this ritual is to get a virgin to to be placed inside the wicker man, and then the wicker man is lit on fire and burned, and the person inside is burned along with it yeah. as a sacrifice to their And there's the all gods. sorts of animals in there as well. Yes. Like in the arms, there's animals, and it's like so bizarre yeah. looking. Yeah, so they have to create this. So the way, the, yeah, the way it's supposed to work is ordinarily if their crops are good, every year they just sacrifice an animal, and that's enough to, yeah. to you know, make their their gods happy and, and satisfied but their crop completely failed last year so they have to go beyond yeah. that and that's why they had to move to human they, they I, I wasn't sure like because they kind of looked like they were sacrificing young girls at one point but i don't know like once a year they'd sacrifice um, one i i think earlier like er, earlier in their history they were but they they did say when their when their crops are fine it's just animals okay because yeah. that's that's enough but because their crop completely failed on them they had no crop they yeah. had to give the god something bigger and yeah that was that but what the filmmakers were saying was that this wicker man structure is real so in celtic scotland like hundreds of years ago they actually created these 
wicker structures in the shape of humans to burn animals and, it and is, humans yeah. as sacrifice. So this is this is I mean the movie is not a true story, but what they're doing, the pagan rituals are true, which yeah. makes it even scarier. <laughs> and, and this like wicker man is as creepy as you can get. Yes. Like this structure is creepy looking. It is. And uh, so like at the end, he basically. They've they've led him along, like, and given him all the pieces that he needs to follow exactly what they want him to do. Like every move he made was led on by them. Like That's they, right. So they, this is an elaborate plot that they put together, um, and they reveal it all to him at the end, and then they kill him at the end in the Wicker Man. Yeah. There's and no happy like, ending. <laughs> no, it was like, and he's like, he's citing like stuff from the Bible while he's burning alive. Yeah. But it, it, and they're all singing outside, holding hands and swaying. And I'm like, yeah. this is so creepy. Yeah, like it is just so creepy. It, it, it is. It's like, and, and that's the end. And it was yeah. like, that's it. Yep, like, we're done. <laughs> and it's like, which I love because it's not. It's, it's shocking. It's like you think, oh, he's gonna figure it out and this is gonna happen. But nope, yeah. he's like. Like the girl was alive. Like they they pretended they were going to sacrifice her, and the, then the girl who was missing at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and, and then it ends up she even leads him into another trap. Like but, yeah, but it was like wow, that's like this is a this is a dark ending, man. It's, it's dark. really it's really dark, and it's and it was unlike any other horror movie that had ever been made up to that point. Yeah, because all the other horror movies. Usually, you know, the 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 creature or the bad guy or whatever is killed, and there's a happier ending. And but this, there was no happiness in this. I mean, it was it was very it was sad, and you know, and it just the idea of what was going on was what made it so scary. That this guy had no, there was no way he was getting off the island. Like yeah. they would, they were not going to let him go. No. He had no idea, and then and then he's put into this position, and and he's and he's killed, and it's just. And dying by fire is just so oh. like hard. It's so and that's the thing so that the time movie, and because it has that '70s sort of like gritty like yeah. film look that it just it just makes it more realistic. It reminds me of like like The Exorcist, the original yes. one, like that kind of gritty sort of like you can see the little pieces in the like the film, the like film, very yeah, grindhousey looking. Yeah, and uh, yeah, look, it's just fantastic. It, it really is. Like it totally stands up, and and the fact that people are still talking about, it, and the fact that this new movie that's coming out uh, in a in a week or two. Um, Midsummer uh, draws its influence from this movie. Talks a lot about how big a deal this film was. Yeah, and it's time. like it's not really well known. Like if I mentioned no. to most people, they don't really know about it. No, they don't. But it is like I mean the fact that even Eli Roth was talking about it in the like the in the little documentary on it yeah. screams a lot too of how how big this movie was. Like yeah. as far as as an influence to people, but it is definitely worth watching. It What's is. not worth watching, I've never seen it, and I was going to watch it after this, is the remake. With, I have, I have, I on purpose have never seen it. Yeah, and then, but I got kind of inspired. I thought I'm going to watch it like right after I saw this because yes. I just I really want to like compare them. And see this what, is the Nicolas Cage version. Yeah, the Nicolas okay. Cage version, which like bombed. Is, yeah. Yes. I could not find it anywhere on really? a single streaming service. Nowhere. Wow, that's interesting. It. I know it did so badly. Oh, at, it when bombed. It came out. I don't know why they did that. There's a part where I remember. There's a part where he has a cage of bees on his head yes. or something. Yeah, I don't there's know. There's like a torture scene, and there's no torture in this movie. Like that's not what this movie's about. This movie, it's all like in your head. Like, yeah. and it's just weird things happening. And you're like, what is going on in this? It's so bizarre. Yeah. So if you're going to go out and watch this movie, even though we've we've given you the entire plot yeah, but and it's the still, ending, it's still, you like, should still see it because. The, You'll the, forget half of what we said. You, you will. I'll snap my I, fingers. You've <laughs> forgotten all the plot. I've forgotten most of what we said. Yeah. But uh, but you have to watch it because the music is really important, too. The lyrics of the songs are really important. But, uh, yeah, you got to make sure that you go out and, and watch the right version. Watch the 1973 version. Yeah, do watch not this. watch no. the Nicholas Cage no. version. And, that's that's and not the real version. Speaking of which, there was also a sequel 
and I don't know if you remember this, it's called I, the Wicker Tree. Yeah, which I just I'm just reading right now. Yeah, I, I like I, it. I actually own it and have Here. never seen it. <laughs> okay, I got to see this. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's directed by the, by Hardy, and it's yeah. also got um, Christopher Lee in there as yeah. a cameo. So. It's the same. It's the same. I, like I remember, I bought it because I was so excited that they were making a sequel. And apparently it did terribly. <laughs> it yeah, did I mean, not do well. Well, like look how many people have actually seen The Wicker Man. I well, can't imagine there's, there's a huge. No, no, but I mean, like it, the reviews were bad. Oh, like, the reviews it, the were movie, awful. Yeah, okay. apparently the movie wasn't good. And I like I really do want to watch it now because it's back and you know I'm talking about this, so I should really get to watching it. But I'd, it be, is, I'd be really there. interested in watching it. Me like, too. Bring it in because I want to see this. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll bring it to you. We'll, I, I, now we'll I gotta talk fi- about I gotta it. find the original Wicker Man now. Like, now or no, sorry, the um the other version. The 2006, the Nicolas Cage. Now I just gotta see it just to see what they they did with it. Me too. I wouldn't mind seeing. Because I've avoided it specifically because I love the, the original so much, but now oh. I'm I'm far enough removed I can probably watch it and then see how yeah. bad it is. Well, I'll do I'll do my best to watch the Wicker Tree before our next podcast, and we'll I'll just give you a little brief update on how the sequel is. Okay, yeah, bring it yeah. in too when you're done because yeah. I'd, I'd love to see it because it's like, this movie is so good. I know it won't be anything close to this movie, but no, but it's, it'd be interesting be to interesting. see where the storyline would have went yes. from there and what what it would have been about. Like yeah. the. Uh, what tree would be burnt? I don't know. At the end. <laughs> a wicker one, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. But anyways, I give it a like a total. If you can find this, like, this wasn't on any of the streaming services no, either that I went no, on. It's nowhere. Um, this is this is why people are like, I don't buy movies. But sometimes if you like, some of these aren't on streaming services. Yeah. So if you own them, especially the older stuff, it's like worth buying and, yeah, and, and keeping. Right. This this movie is still on the top one hundred British movies of all time list. Oh, that like, doesn't surprise me. So it's it's worth it if you can find it, pick it up. I'm sure it'll be super cheap in some discount bin somewhere, but <laughs> pick it up for sure. Yeah, definitely got it. So yeah, I give it a, a total like 13 wooden thumbs up. I don't know, they're wooden. I guess I don't That's know. I, I just make it that because they're like wicker. I don't know. <laughs> just try, I'm trying over here. You're I'm trying. trying. You're uh, trying. Getting a little okay. delirious. All enough. right. Well, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, definitely check out the Wicker Man, and uh, we'll. Be back in a few weeks, I guess, yeah, with another uh, new podcast. Absolutely. And make sure you, like, if you go on all our socials, we never really talk about our socials, but yeah. we're on Instagram. We are on uh, Twitter. And Facebook. And the Facebook. And the Facebook. And, the and Facebook. also YouTube. That's right. We have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we like. have a YouTube channel now. So Loop and Larry, just check out Loop and Larry. You'll see all of our fabulous promos and goofiness. People seem to love the promos. They like the promos. I don't they're, know. They're so dumb. But they are like... really ridiculous. But we are on there. So check out YouTube. Uh, you'll see all the videos we've made up to this point, and there are quite a few of them. And uh, we'll be updating that uh, every time we do a new podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.